0: You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Texas Rangers. I'm your host, Bryce Patrick. Here, joined today by the wonderful Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres. We have a delightful conversation about the Rangers, um, some of my beefs with the Padres as well. Um, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Friday night. I'm going to be recording an episode or having hosting a room during the Rangers game on Friday night with the Padres. Javi will be there as well, so you can talk Rangers, Padres, or just baseball in general, whatever happens to be on the television, which Rangers will be on one of the televisions. So join us there, uh, Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. So it's going to be a lot of fun talking today. Um, we got another episode for you tomorrow um, with Javi talking about baseball, um, what we've loved and not loved about the season in general, uh, trashing on the Astros, of course, as always, um, and one take that absolutely blew Javi's mind and made him hate me, maybe forever. But it's going to be a lot of fun on tomorrow's episode. So without further ado, here is my talk with Javi.
1: All right, everybody, as promised, as prophesized, I'm being joined by a special guest. He is the host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. And more importantly, he is the chief of staff for the Sad Boys Committee. It is Mr. Bryce Paterik. How are you doing, man?
0: Oh, it's good. I want to change my podcast name to the Locked On Yeehaw Sad Boys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it captures the essence of the team just perfectly. Yeehaw Sad Boys. We got Yeehaw, big Yeehaw energy and big Sad Boy energy. But, you know, we're coming in at a good time. You better look out. This is this is actually a, a 500 team. You better <laughs> look out on a winning streak
1: yeah you guys had what's so funny well there's a couple of things on why i'm looking forward to talking about this is number one like you said they're out a little bit of win streak they did have an absolutely just just gorgeous opening day like i just it's just in so many different ways and by gorgeous the, i say that a hundred percent facetiously i about
0: saying like that's absolutely the wrong word for it, is. Might be the ugliest game of baseball I've ever watched, but it, it <laughs> might just be. And I've watched a lot of ugly baseball, but that was something special. Mm-hmm. You drop five runs in the top of the first inning. Everything's great. Oh, my God, maybe this team won't be a completely garbage. Everything's going to be so much fun this year. No, you give up five runs right back in the bottom of the inning. Your opening day starter gets an out. And everything is like, yep, that that's about where I thought this was going to go.
1: And it felt like your opening day starter, Kyle Gibson, which honestly, we could end the pod right there. And just by saying your opening day starters, Kyle Gibson kind of puts <laughs> an end to it. But this guy goes one third of an inning, five runs. And then what's hilarious is then against Toronto, which is a team by all accounts that I think is going to be at least really fun on offense. I think people are slightly, slightly, slightly. uh. Actually, I think just regularly, just overrating Vlad Jr. because I think How we're all getting you. a little bit excited about the the weight loss thing. Well, he and I think he'll have a good season, but I think the MVP kind of numbers are a little bit unjustified based on what he's done previously, which is he hasn't shown it just yet, just yet. But uh, I, I, I do think he'll have he a good season. Four
0: hundred in a for a full AAA season.
1: Oh, oh, oh wow, yeah, oh. and then and then what's hilarious is that against this Toronto Blue Jays team. He goes six innings, gives up no runs, It strikes out eight. It's like, "What the hell <laughs> That's just that a classic amazing. Kyle Gibson kind of thing, and the game you were alluding to, by the way, ended with a score fourteen to ten on opening day. um <laughs> It's so funny. we have so many things to talk about, and one of the reasons I was also excited about talking with you is because the last time our two teams played together <laughs> we we created an Armageddon for baseball, basically <laughs> like that's we basically did. what happened literally um, like it was yeah.
0: The monumental moment of last season in all of baseball, but uh, you want to guess what uh Cal Gibson's ERA was after that first game? What was it? One thirty-five. <laughs> you know what it is now after six shutout innings?
1: One hundred.
0: No, no, no. Seven
1: eleven. Oh, okay. i I don't know averages i I got confused for a second i thought they brought him out of the bullpen or something like that um no that that was a disaster but they did no i mean that's just hey look at averages man averages are are interesting but i have to say uh (laughs) averages are interesting um but seriously the the last time our two teams played it gave in my opinion the the number one moment of the padres season Um, I I genuinely do believe that because I think that that puts Tatis more on a kind of pivotal um, center stage. Now we're playing each other again. What are you kind of looking forward to? Because like just talk about the Rangers for a little bit because I'm wondering is this a team that does have anything to be excited about? I know you've talked about Joey Gallo before but like Nate Lowe had like a good game before and like we just talked about with Kyle Gibson and then maybe someone like Nick Solak. Like what is the thing that Padres fans, especially since we're in a totally different uh conference. Is there anything that they should look to with this Rangers team? Um
0: yeah, Nate Lowe is destroyer of worlds. He has become Barry Bond's incarnate this year, and I really appreciate him for doing that. I'm I'm still a little salty about what they gave up in the trade. Um he's hitting 320 with uh, OPS over a thousand. He is leading the league in RBI by far, um, with where are we at? Uh 14. He is five off his career high, uh, which was set in 50 games into the 19 with Tampa at 19. So he's been killing it. He's got three home runs. One of them was like a 460-something foot splashdown in the Kauffman Fountain in Kansas City. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm still, yeah, I, I'm always going to be salty about what they gave up. I felt like it was a little bit much. Um, and giving up three low-miners prospects to go get him from Tampa Bay is like, it's not ideal because Tampa Bay is usually smarter than you. And usually they're going to get the better end of most deals that you do with them. But um, Nick Solak had his first home run of the season last, um, last game. And he's looked pretty solid so far. So it's the offense is better. Like I I was really worried that this offense was going to be bad. We knew the pitching was going to be awful. Like that's just a given, but Mm. I thought the offense was going to be bad too, besides Joey Gallo. And I'm like, I can't, just make it be fun bad. Hit a bunch of home runs, give up even more, and like let me at least have some moments of joy in this very sad losing season. Which it's still gonna be a losing season. But like Nate Lowe being amazing is very fun. Joey Gallo being back to his amazing self is very fun. And David Dahl is a guy who they got for basically nothing. And he's been pretty solid so far. The only worry right now is Leody Taveras in center field, who is twenty-two years old and 120 percent outmatched by major league competition. He already has 12 strikeouts in six games, and 20 plate appearances. He needs the AAA season to start badly, because mm. by the time he gets there, his his offensive confidence might be shot. Like he might be overmatched against AAA pitching right now. That's how bad he's been.
1: Gosh, your boy. Your yeah, abs- your, your boy. Man, you and he you, even you had talk a about all the players. time. He's
0: he's been amazing defensively like last year, but he had a a triple in in, uh, center field against Kansas City I believe in the second game on the Saturday game that he dropped in Kohi Arhara's first start and it turned into a triple. He had it like all the way until like right before it hit his glove and he lost it in the sun and that is not something I've ever seen Leonie do. So like it's bleeding into like destroying his defensive confidence too and I'm like No, 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 no. no! You cannot let it do that because that is your one saving grace. You are very fast and an amazing defender. And if you don't have that, then you have gotten nothing. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. Once you're in, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting locker rooms for the Lockdown Rangers once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. Locker room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on locker room watch parties for debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. Be sure to join me this week on Friday night. I'll be hosting a room uh, on Friday night right around when the Rangers game is happening Maybe right around first pitch, maybe afterwards. Depends on the schedule, but it will be definitely during the Rangers-Padres game. Uh, Javi Reyes of Locked On uh, Padres will be there as well. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest updates. Follow me at Bryce Patrick to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. You won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week, like I said. Friday night during the Rangers game. Can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the Rangers. See you there. Locker room. Changing the way we talk about sports. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com, shop for all the auto, and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Not just dozens, not just a few, but hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their catalog is super unique and remarkably easy to use. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose from the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer at rockauto.com. Best of all, the prices there are always reliably low and the same for pros or do-it-yourselfers. Why would do you spend up to twice as much on the same parts? You wouldn't. Instead, you would go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I can already sense it. I can already feel the energy because at first you were almost like yeah you know destroyer of worlds and then and then you get onto all these guys and you're like oh yeah i don't know if this guy could hit triple a pitching so things are going well over <laughs> with the rangers uh i guess you could say um also just really quickly shout out to stace she's all nervous talking to david Cohn. that's such a cool get for her but anyway um yeah i'll cut that out um <clears throat> i mean you can cut it out your damn self that's what I meant To say. <laughs> uh no um so <clears throat> and yeah so Bryce. Um, that's the thing. You're talking about this team. Is there, is there anything to – what is kind of your – I don't know. Do you have any kind of little hope from this series? Because my only hope is that we just don't have a war again. And honestly, keep in mind, because of the aforementioned history between the two teams, this is baseball. You know what I mean? This is baseball, and that's the sport where – famously people will hold grudges for and I am not kidding literally three years if you just (laughs) do well against them they might hold a grudge against you shout out Hunter Strickland and Bryce Harper um so I'm hoping I know that this is like there's some chaos enthusiasts out there and I I I do understand the chaos enthusiast vibe I respect them they're part of my family and all that stuff they're great but (laughs) I actually just want a regular series and honestly I want the Padres to get right with their offense um do you have any questions for me? I guess is also what I should um, transition to. Well, if you want to get right with your offense, play the Texas Rangers.
0: Like that <laughs> that, that is is the way to go. Um, there was some excitement with uh, Dane Dunning's first start was was really solid. Um but I have a question for you. The question is how dare you trot out <laughs> trot out Hassan Kim to replace Fernando Tatis Jr. You don't need get you just pull that out. Just just here you go. Here's Ha-Sung Kim. Oh, I guess we'll we'll just play him after we lose our absolute superstar, one of the best players in baseball. The guy who the only guy who I had a little hope in the Rangers getting this offseason. It's just not fair of you. And I want you to apologize.
1: Um I honestly I will apologize. And here's what I'll apologize. <laughs> I actually I'm actually going to. And here's what I'll apologize. I'm not apologizing on the on the Padres side of things. I am going to apologize on behalf of baseball and one of the things that I've been talking about for a lot of the offseason, Oh, how they put off all these moves and is Preller actually a, a, a witch? You know, is he capable of dark magic and and spawning creatures and casting <laughs> spells across the land? Uh, well, yeah, he is all of those things, but also... In fairness, he only gets to make these moves, especially the trades, if the other team agrees to it also. And on top of that, I think people should remember that this is one of the issues with baseball, where you have a lot of teams that aren't trying. And I think that that's helped on the Padres' behalf, where it's like, you're telling me nobody could have made that U Darvish trade? Nobody could have made that Blake Snell trade? You know, and There are teams that you could argue might have needed one of those two guys more. Look at the New York Yankees, who are in your Look at the Texas Rangers. That. Look at the two <laughs> X's Rangers. They needed a lot of starters. <laughs> um, and and then and then guys like Hassan Kim. It's where it's a four year, you know, twenty eight million or five year, twenty eight million. I forgot. Uh, excuse me. Um, deal. And they just said, "Yeah, okay, we'll take this guy. We want some depth for our infield, just in case anything happens to Tatis or Cronenworth or or even Eric Hosmer. He could play like all across the infield oh, and." Or Machado, or Machado, although Machado is a sigil of health, I must say. That's true. But just give him a day
0: off, you know? I mean, he played mostly uh, Mm -hmm. shortstop in in third base in Korea, and was pretty good at it. Except for that error he had yesterday. That That was not great.
1: Yeah, we're recording this on a Thursday for everybody who knows that this is following the... Very unfortunate loss against the Giants, but I'm not really concerned literally at all. Uh, inter- I'm concerned about Tatis, but that's different than being concerned about is the season over, which is how Padres Twitter in a completely like regular tone was reacting after the Tatis thing. I'm like, the season is about 400% less exciting without Tatis for the Padres, but uh no guys don't you know how baseball works no the season isn't over you're not allowed to go from world series contender to uh we're done it's like no this isn't LeBron getting hurt on the Lakers like relax you know um even if he is great it's just I I thought that that was so overreactive and also overreactive is the not to go super padres on this um and just totally ignore your question like a scumbag uh but my other thing was also like this this idea this 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 almost sense that everyone's like oh man like it looks like he's just another injury prone player Mm. it's like what the hell he's played one season where he got hurt his rookie season then he played all of last year 2020 and then he has this shoulder thing which i didn't really know about and honestly i don't know why everyone's pretending that we knew about it Uh, yeah like i don't think People are acting like, yeah, hey, it's been this known issue that he's had shoulder things before. It's like there's a difference between having no. had an injury before versus like it was a known issue. That that suggests that they were worried about it for a long time. But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. We got to wait for updates on it. But yeah, I'm I didn't concerned. like that. And I didn't like this narrative that I didn't he's like- Tulewitzki. You know what I mean? He's Tulewitzki oh, already. And I'm like, no, actually, we determined Troy Tulewitzki was Troy Tulowitzki because it was like six years consecutively where he was always getting hurt despite all that Tatis is still 22 guys you can't just label him that way already it's just it's amazing fandom how quickly they turn and go to sadness and and in fairness I get it I have not been on the Padres train for as long as some other people from the Mm -hmm. 1980s onwards where like most of maybe 20 of those years have just been awful baseball teams uh, and so you're used to things not going your way. But I still think everyone needs to calm down. But anyway, uh, with Hassan Kim, uh, I know you were going to say something. You're now staring at me intently, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you gave me like a <sighs> type of stare for a second uh, with Kim. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that baseball is full of a bunch of teams that seemingly it's too much for them to try and make a big splash or make their team exciting. And it's not like That wasn't Kim even a big some... splash.
0: It wasn't even yeah, a it's big splash. It's, like, it's not I even a huge like,
1: splash, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, all right, I want the
0: Rangers to sign Trevor Bauer and I want them to trade for Francisco Lindor. It's like, uh, Hasan Kim, like, he should be fun. He is exciting. I think he can be a pretty good big leaguer. The Rangers are in severe lack of pretty good big leaguers. Why not go get this guy? And the Rangers are like, how about we don't? And instead, we trade Elvis. And instead, we cut Rugi and then trade him later. Mm-hmm. But I, <laughs> uh, speaking of, of uh, your your comment about not being on the Padres train as long, I do have some some beef with your your Padres announcers well, let's for do I think it. the post game. Oh people. man,
1: okay, okay. Just what, literally one. Talking about one, Don and
0: Mark. One little comment they made just going into break like, before, like, the bottom of the ninth inning the other day, they're like, yeah, the Padres are going to play against the Rangers, who I think are in perpetual rebuild. And I'm like, hold the hell on. Hold the hell on. The Rangers played in the postseason outside of 2014 when a demon cursed them um, from 2010 (laughs) all the way to 2016. Uh They were the winningest franchise in the regular season outside of Tampa Bay over that stretch. And even that continued into 2017, even though they weren't that great that year either. They've been in a rebuild for like three years. How long have the Padres been in a rebuild before this year? Huh? How about you look at yourself before you come with that energy, bro? Huh? <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro.
1: See <laughs> when to get that off my ball. chest. Um, look, I will never, ever slam, slander Don Arsillo. Let's be clear about that. I will never slander Margaret. I will never, I'm never do slandering that. that. However, that comment. Like however do a little
0: research, bro, Stuff.
1: That is fair. And also, I didn't hear this. I would have probably immediately messaged you if I had heard this because <laughs> I was doing a, a live like locker room, so I wasn't listening to the game audio or anything like that. Uh but yeah, that's that actually is fair. I will say this and um, cause that does it feels like almost I'm gonna go super almost film boy on you, but Good. That does feel like a little bit of a microcosm for one issue that I feel like people have had with the Padres, if there is an issue. And I think Mm -hmm. most people who are fans of fun are able to overlook this, where it is this almost sentiment of, it reminds me of, say, the New York Jets when they got good that one year when they, you know, they, like where it's like this this unearned bravado where they act like, you're all garbage! You know, everybody are garbage! You gotta go, go throw yourself in the dumpster! It's all about us now, baby! You're then, walking here into a trash can! Yeah, you're walking here into a trash can! Hey, Alex Bregman, put down the trash can! Uh, <laughs> um, and Basically, like, I do get I don't know what that was. I do get, like, a little bit of people being like, you guys can't go from, oh, leave us alone. Or, We're so sad and miserable. They put the paper bag over the head and everything. And mm-hmm. then you go to slandering every other team. <laughs> I do think people have to calm down to a degree. I'm nice about my slander. Like, I'll, I'll say like, yeah, this team is really not good. But I don't mean it in an all-encompassing way where the Rangers are a disaster. I think I mean it when I say about the Rockies. I think the Rockies <laughs> do deserve more. Uh, Blab and stuff but it is true the rangers are in rebuild and they did have a time though where they were awesome they had josh hamilton and all those guys and mm-hmm. like they were a good team and an exciting team too by the way which i think a it's fun forgotten a fun Beltra with bit. adrian beltre yeah. plus Elvis adrian beltre to this day the funniest thing i have ever seen in a baseball game was when was the they asked circle? him to, was the on-deck circle and him moving it over i have never seen anything by the way in a um, Adri- that.
0: adrian beltre um has an instagram and it's public now it was his bil- it was his birthday yesterday. So uh, happy belated birthday, Adrian Beltre. No. And also there was a picture of him. There was a, a shirt that was made for that incident. And it was a picture, um, like it was probably from a while ago, probably like back when it actually happened. Um, of Elvis with like green hair and he had the shirt on that says on deck is where the circle is, and it had a picture of Beltre dragging the on deck circle, which is just the greatest shirt I have ever seen. And honestly, a top five all-time baseball moment in my life. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. Football might be over, but college basketball, NBA, well, not college basketball anymore, but the NBA and NHL and MLB are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit for the promo code LOCKEDON. online, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen. He uses data and nearly two decades of baseball experience to offer strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow locked on fancy baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Wow, I mean, I changed your such, life, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I'm like <laughs> looking up the Instagram right now. I'm not even kidding. Like, and I don't, I don't usually. I'm actually, I don't follow athletes generally on social media. I only follow like literally my two favorites, like ever, like Chris Paul, and I actually do follow Jeremy Lin just did you, because. On, did,
0: did you just say all time favorite, and then you said Chris Paul? That was
1: on purpose that was on purpose and well, you better watch I just your mouth
0: no no i just haven't met many people that like they just i stay like it, yeah, there's a universal guy. respect for chris paul because he is amazing but he's also one of those guys that like he's been on a bunch of teams and so like everyone's like i kind of oh, hate yeah. him because he's such a pain to play against because he's so good
1: yeah yeah but no um, it's he's the one who got me into basketball and i'm more of a what well, cool. i've said before i'm an extraordinarily die easy clippers guy like to the point where i don't really talk about them all that die much easy. like i'll root for them <laughs> yeah i die very very easy i die easier than that dude in cog skull island if you saw that clip that was going around <laughs> with the grenade thing um which is one of the funnier movie deaths i've ever seen by the way um and <laughs> it's just ridiculous like they really just decide to hey let's throw this in the movie why not let's just have some fun um that like, you know, I just I I just love Chris Paul. He got me into the game, and I remember the exact play that I turned on the TV and saw. It. And as a kid, because this is how you are as a kid, you just kind of I'm like, that's my guy, yeah. And then that 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 was it, and I just carried <laughs> it from there. Um, but yeah, like I I, I I tend to not follow athletes, but Adrian beltre I might have to make an exception for him. I might have to check it out. I might have to see if the content is good because good. It is good. Okay. Then I it's have to, <laughs> your eyes just widens. You were like, Oh, it's real good, man. I, followed, it's real good, so. I
0: started following athletes just to like, when I was like covering the Mavs, I'm like, all right, like none of these beat reporters are like following these guys on Instagram or like watching their stories. So like sometimes they'll like break things that like they wouldn't have seen otherwise. But, um, I want to, I want to give a shout out to Jace Tingler and a very okay. sincere heartfelt thank you. And I love you for doing this he set his rotation in a way that the Rangers would not have to watch you Darvish pitch against mm. them. And like, uh, yeah. that would have broken me into many, many small pieces. Um, because oh, man yesterday I watched Mitch Moreland hit a walk-off single for the Oakland A's. And then I believe Ellis Andrews threw a, a Gatorade on him at the end. And I'm like, my heart can't take that Mitchell. <laughs> I can't do this. I could do you on Boston. I could deal with that. I could deal with you on the Padres. I love that for you. But this hurts too much. Watching you and Elvis be happy and live your best best lives. Also, Jerkson Profar has looked very good so far offensively.
1: And that has been very
0: exciting and very happy for me.
1: Um. Yeah. Profar has definitely been, which is one of your your boys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. Aside from Darvish, which is a fun little thing about the this this crossover as well. Although, like you said, they um Darvish won't be pitching against them. But Profar, yeah. Profar has become first of all. I even said this before he even started playing well. He is a genuine joy to watch. He just seems happy. He's jovial. He's upbeat. Every time, it's like when Tatis hits his you know, 16th home run of the season last year, one of the, the guys that's like celebrating the most is Profar. Like, he's so I, – I genuinely am wondering if, like, he's just a happy dude because in part, one, because this team is so much fun to play on and also because this is a guy who I think it's kind of a career arc from hell. Like, it really was where – I don't think it's as easy to call this guy like some bust or anything like that because I think he had a lot of injuries. Yeah. He it's, had there's He had stuff, the shoulder you know?
0: injuries that came out of nowhere. Like he had a, he yeah. slept on it wrong. He slept on his shoulder wrong. Mm. And that's what that ended one of his seasons. And then he had another shoulder injury the year after because shoulder injuries are bad. Like they will mess you up. They are hard to come back from. And for people who weren't following the Rangers, or weren't following prospects back then, um, back in 2012, I believe it was, he was the consensus number one overall prospect. He was supposed to be um, Francisco Lindor. Like that was mm-hmm. his projection. Yep. And he was going to live up to that. Maybe a little bit less power. But like he was just every bit as amazing defensively. His arm was fantastic. Yep. His batting eye, fantastic. That was one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, like even if he like his shoulder has like fallen off and he's playing the outfield now for some reason. Um, I mean, the reason <laughs> is is because his shoulder fell off um yeah but like he's always gonna have that batting out he's always gonna have that good discipline and like the power is starting to come up a little bit which we didn't see as much um when he's coming up but like he was a guy who all this stuff was was placed on him his very first uh, major league at bat in cleveland he hit a home run and like just was the next big thing he's the reason Mm -hmm. the rangers traded ian kinsler for uh, prince fielder now that didn't work out because of prince fielder's health but like it was every bit because like jerks and profile is this next guy like that. Mm-hmm. We have to make room for him because he's just that good. And then injuries kind of cut his career short. So like seeing him, like I thought after Oakland, after like what happened there, I was like, all right, this guy does not have that much longer being a starter in him. Like he's yeah. probably going to be a bench piece, but now he's like figured things out. And so like, he was always a very joyful guy. He has always had the best smile in baseball, yeah. in my opinion. He really does. And so like, him getting this like career resurgence at what well, he's not even, he's like what? 30 ish. Mm-hmm. Is he 30? Um, Check 28. He's 28. 28.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it feels like he's been around forever. Cause like he made his debut back yeah. in 2012. And I believe I was still in high school at the time or like my very first semester of college. So like, mm-hmm. but him finding his place and like being a major league regular, like that is an exciting thing for him. And he, does not, it does not go to waste on him. Like he appreciates it and understands how exciting this is for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just because he's not a star, it's okay. This is instead just a guy who can, you know, maybe draw a walk or two, doesn't strike out too much. And yeah, he's not going to hit you 30 home runs. He might hit like 15, but. Especially on this team, it is a nice bat to have. Especially at the end of your lineup, it would be even better if we didn't have a pitcher at the end of the lineup because the National League is annoying. And I'm very much looking forward to, uh, playing some some AL. But wait, is this home? I forgot. No, yeah, it's, it's, a Texas. It, it's in the Texas. Okay, okay. So I believe so. You will that have a DH. We will have the DH. Uh, I love that so much. And I'm looking
0: forward to you Darvish's second career home run. Um, <laughs> question: Do you know? Um, in which part against which team he hit his first and only major league home run.
1: I do not. Although quickly, before you say that, I don't know if you saw the other day, my man got the bat on the ball hard against San Fran. He made contact <laughs> twice. And I was like, Woo, he's, got, he's, he's got trying to get pot. the hit. He,
0: he's for got some, some, some reason,
1: got into a mood to like, you know, like, hit the ball that day. Of course, it didn't end up battering. But I have to admit, that is exciting. And don't take that, by the way, everybody. Don't take this out of context. All the aggregators out there of me saying it was exciting to see Darvish hit the ball. That means that I don't want the DH. No, I do. You know why? Because he bats 99. Like <laughs> zero, like .099 for his career. So, uh, yeah, let's not do that, please. Anyway, go on ahead and tell me. What was in Cincinnati. It was, was Cincinnati, it was was it Cincinnati? Cincinnati okay. Okay.
0: to straight de- dead center field over 400 feet it was a shot like it wasn't little wall scraper it was a shot and it was I was so excited mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny to realize that he find out that he hates hitting mm-hmm. um that was fun I'm like yes that's fun and I I hate I hate the the anti-dh stand to like it adds more strategy you had to actually manage to get who cares who cares? Yeah, like, like, what's the well, strategy? The pitcher is is actually like no worse than like the ninth best hitter. So I'm like, no, they are. You know what? The best they, on some o-
1: teams maybe, but the no, best career teams, OPS yeah.
0: for like a pitching staff, I believe, was um was the uh, Diamondbacks in the mid two thousands. Um, Baseball Barbecue did an episode on this. It was like five mm-hmm. forty something, and that was like. Thirty points higher than the second highest that is the highest for an entire staff for a season is under 600 that is not like better than the worst the ninth best hitter on most lineups
1: yeah it's 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 got to be like a bad team and it's got to be a bad player you know what i mean like there's there's a mix even your team probably doesn't have (laughs) someone that atrocious (laughs) but yeah it's very like my thing is like okay what's the strategy so the strategy is you don't pitch hit for your starting pitcher if they're good and they're doing well and it's early on of the game. And then you know if it's been six innings and they've done their work that they're probably gonna pitch hit for them. It's like not there's not that much strategy. Let add more strategy to the fact that you gotta find another hitter that can do that and decide which ones, if say you don't just sign one, you don't have your friend Mirez or you don't have your um uh, 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 Jordan Alvarez types, you know what I mean, that only play DH, then it might, it, it would come in handy for a team like the Padres right now where, you know, Tatis plays at full 100% all the time, just how he plays and personality-wise and all that. Maybe it would be helpful if you want to keep his bat in the lineup, but then you just give him the day off at shortstop. Stuff like that is helpful. And even Manny Machado or Tommy Pham batted DH sometimes last year. Like, that stuff mm-hmm. is helpful and it'd especially be helpful for this Padres team that has a little bit more depth now. So, I agree with you. I think... What I think happens also is that there are what, people who watch NL games in general, right? And mm-hmm. then they like the novelty of they're watching all these baseball games and being able to go, oh, my God, Blake Snell's going to bat. That's so weird. And people don't realize that the novelty wears off. Because then there's it moments, does. and this happened to the Padres, um, this uh, series where like Joe Musgrove is coming up with the bases loaded. And my thing is, okay, so we have a 120 hitter coming up. Like This sucks. And he's yeah. pitching a really good game. And then on top of that, we haven't even gotten into just the potential injury stuff that happens on top of this. Like, it's Mm -hmm. literally not worth it most of the time. Actually, I'd say basically every time for a pitcher to attempt to get something that isn't more than a sacrifice bunt because it might – what if they get hurt? Then all of a sudden you don't have a start and you got to figure that out. That's a much bigger loss than a potential one single that a guy can give you. And before anyone brings up Madison Bumgarner, shut up. He's also not very good.
0: Hold on, yeah, I, I have I have Madison Bumgarner stats. You know this this incredible hitter. He's so good. You know what his career OPS is? <laughs> no, five thirty three for this incredible hitter. Yeah, you know he's who good has for a better a career OPS. You know what, Who else had a good career OPS? Better than that? Zach Granke. six hundred.
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
0: he <laughs> has nine career home runs. Greinke does, um, and Madison Bumgarner has nineteen. He had five in one season and four in a season before. He's only had his career high in OPS was seven fifty-five um back in two thousand fourteen. Like that was pretty good for a pitcher.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: like that was he has three years of it being over seven hundred. Every other year it's in the garbage. Like geez. Who cares? Geez. Jeez. This Jeez. is your this He's is your right. shining pillar of of why every single garbage pitcher should hit. I want to see a couple Blake Snell at bats just because, like, he hasn't hit since high school, and he's mm-hmm. probably going to try really hard, and he's going to be really ugly, or like maybe he'll make contact a couple times. I just only watch want to watch it a couple times, but we've already had mm-hmm. the best thing to happen out of a, a pitcher hitting. We had a Bartolo Cologne home run. We did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, we did. Should have mm-hmm. literally the next day the DH the universal DH should have been agreed. All right. We did it. This is that the best the peak thing that of will ever happen, mm-hmm. and nothing else will top it. That is a fact. Also, if your pitcher's that good at hitting, make him your DH. Make him your Shohei. Oh, Otani. Well, you don't want
1: to do that, do you? You know, what no. I mean? yeah. Oh, and Shohei you Otani's a freak, yeah. And Shohei Otani is one of the rare freaks. Like we know that, we acknowledge that, but it's not and like Brett they. McKay, yeah. Who's the next That's... one? Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, that's just, I know that people are, might be getting tired because I feel like the Locked On family almost universally, we all hate the, the lack of universal DH, I think mm-hmm. so. But, you know, I feel like it has to be discussed.
0: It does. That's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed this chat. Um, really always having a blast talking to Javi. Always oh, it definitely goes longer than I expect it to because that's just, you know, that's just how it is. Some conversations you think you're going to take 15 minutes and sometimes they take 30. That's just how things go. But that's gonna do it for today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow, talking more baseball with Javi, um, and talking about the Rangers' upcoming series this weekend with the with the Padres. So, until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. <laughs>